Anything else, Pastor Brian? We're good? All right, cool. So, this week, I'm excited to start out, as Pastor Brian said, we are doing a series in the book of Acts. So, we will be in Acts until about August or so. And so, the plan is that each week, we'll, we'll talk about uh, a certain aspect in one of the chapters that is that week. And throughout the week, there will be other additional teachings via podcasts and emails that we'll be sending out. And so the plan is for us this summer to have a summer where we're all in the book of Acts together, reading it together. We are doing things that we see in the book of Acts together. We're having uh, intentional time together. We feel like this is a good season after the year we've had, we feel like it's starting to get, you know, safe to, to be with each other and be in close proximity with, in, with each other. So we want this summer to be a summer of uh, intentional getting together, uh, a summer of, of joy, a summer of, of, of laughter, um, intentional encouragement to one another. I think we could all use that. And so the idea is just to, to have a summer where we're, we're, we're growing closer to one another um, through uh, just meeting together, and we're using the book of Acts to do that. We thought that was an appropriate book to use uh, to do this. So please, this summer, uh, be devoted to the book of Acts. Be devoted to one another. Be devoted to, to loving God and loving each other. And so here's, our, here's my catchy catchphrase. All right, you guys ready for this, for Acts? You guys ready? All right. Brad, it's up there. Be active in Acts. You like that? All right. One pun of the day. Where's my pun? Where's my pun, police? Ding. One. All right. So be active in Acts. So Today we're doing week one, and I'm excited that I get to do it. So week one, the book of Acts, we'll cover a little bit of Acts 1 and 2, uh, but like I said, it's a lot to cover in one Sunday. We're not going to sit here and, you know, I'm not going to teach every little thing in here, but that's during the week, you know, we could have a little 15-minute podcast here and there that will help with that. And I have other resources that we'll plan on giving you guys to, to just to be in Acts, okay, to be active in Acts. So Let me pray, and then let's get started. So, Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you give us your holy word, God, as we sang about. Lord, we're desperate for your word. We're desperate to uh, know you, Jesus, to know ourselves, to know one another, Lord, how to to act in this world that we live in as Christ followers. So we thank you, Lord, that Acts gives us wisdom, revelation of of how to, to do this thing called Christianity. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this Sunday is week one, and I titled this week, The Big Reveal, all right, The Big Reveal. So today is the day of Pentecost, and so it's a great day of celebration. We love Easter. We love celebrating the resurrection of the Lord. This is Pentecost, which is 50 days after Jesus' resurrection. So when Jesus was here on this earth, after he resurrected, he spent 40 days in his resurrected body, hanging out, showing off, showing people, uh, you know, what's next. And then after that 40 days was the, what we call the ascension, is where he gave his final words to his disciples, go into all the nations, preach the gospel, and I will always be with you. And then he ascends up into heaven, which we see in Acts 1. And after that, he says, wait, okay, wait. And so then 10 days later, hence the 40 days plus 10, 50, is the day of Pentecost, which we read about in Acts chapter 2, which was the day that I call the big reveal. It's the big reveal. So uh, right here we have something underneath a, uh, uh, that's not a carpet, a sheet. There we go. We have something under a sheet here. You might kind of have an idea of what it is. You can can have some thoughts about it, but you don't know maybe exactly what it is. 
But when I, I will reveal this at the end of the message, near the end of the message, and you'll, you'll be able to see it. But underneath this is something that's very uh, revealing to, to, to who we are. It's something that uh, the Lord uh, uses. It's kind of a, one of his main things that he uses on this earth to transform the world around us. All right? Peak your interest a little bit? This is mainly for the kids, but we're all kids, right? And so this is going to get, you know, capture your attention, wondering all service what this is. But there will be a big reveal, all right? It's not that big, but you'll see. Uh, so we'll get to that in a minute. But Acts 1, let me read. Let's read Acts 1, 1 through 8 up here. And Acts 1, 1 through 8 starts out like this. Here we go. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the days he was taken up into heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to, th- to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at the time coming to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this was Jesus' final words right before he ascended into heaven. And then right after that, we see in Acts 2, which there's a lot more in Acts 1, but we won't get through that. This is why we'll hopefully get some podcasts and teach, teach some more. But Acts 2, 1 through 4, is this event on the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, 10 days after the spoken word there, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Lord, we thank you for this, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you did not leave us as orphans, Lord, that when you left this earth, you left your spirit to be, to, for your disciples to be filled with you, your spirit. So we thank you, Jesus, for that. So real quick, a little bit of background for Luke and Acts, and uh, I have to teach a little bit, okay? I got to teach a little bit. I'm a, I'm a Bible teacher, so I like to teach a little here and there, but let me teach a, bit, a little bit about the background of Luke and Acts. So Acts is actually part two of a bigger story, which is the Luke-Acts story. So yes, we are jumping into a part two of a story. I'm hoping that you will go back and still read Luke, the Gospel of Luke, because Luke is the first part, Acts is the second part. They're the same author written by Luke. And so uh, I also love the book of Luke. My my son's name is, is Luke. And so Luke is the author of Luke and Acts. So Luke is part one. You have that slide up there, Brad? Luke is part one, which is... Jesus, and Acts is part two, which is also Jesus, the main character, but it's Jesus' spirit working through the disciples. The book of Luke is what Jesus did and what he taught. We see his life, his story. It's the gospel. Acts is what Jesus is still doing and teaching through his spirit, that he fills his disciples with his spirit. And so Luke and Acts go together to form this uh, story. So in Luke, we see that God is with us through Jesus, In Acts, we see that God is within us, the Spirit, that Jesus fills us with himself in the uh, the book of Acts. 
So the Spirit is given to us, his disciples, so that we can do what Jesus did and taught. So if you go and read Luke 1, the first few verses, Luke 1, 1 through 4, and then you read Acts 1, 1 through 4, it's very similar. Luke is writing to this guy named Theophilus, which I don't really know who it is. No one really knows exactly who it is. We can talk about that. But uh, the idea is that he's writing to this to, to give a witness, a testimony of what's happening. And so Luke does a very good detailed work in the book of Luke and in Acts about this whole story. So I would encourage you to read Luke as we're going through the book of Acts. I don't have a catchy phrase like be active in Acts like I do for Luke. I guess, you know, be looking for Jesus in Luke. All right. Pun t- is that a pun too? Dad joke too? All right. So throughout the book of Luke and the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus is constantly teaching his disciples about the Holy Spirit. He's telling them there's going to be a day when I'm gone, and then there will be a big reveal. And he tells them what the big reveal is. He tells them it's the Holy Spirit that will be coming upon you and filling you. And he teaches them about who this Holy Spirit is. And while he's teaching them about prayer in Luke 11, in Luke 11:13, he even tells them to ask for the Holy Spirit. If you then, though you are evil, as Pastor Brian mentioned about Romans 1 and 2, how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Real quick, also, a little hidden nugget in here. This is Jesus speaking about the Father and the Holy Spirit. There's a picture of the Trinity right there. Jesus the Son, talking about the Father, talking about the Holy Spirit. So there's a little, little key, little picture in the, in the scriptures where we get the idea of, this, of the Trinity. So the Holy Spirit, ask for him. And so I'm encouraging you today, even, ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask him to fill you. So in Acts 1, we see, uh, or in, in Luke, excuse me, in Luke, we see that John baptized with water, which is an uh, act of repentance and, and believing. And then in, in the book of Acts, we see that Jesus baptized us with the Holy Spirit. All right, I need a volunteer. I need a, a young a young person, young, young girl. Charlotte, do you want to do it? No? Aw. Oh, I had you in mind, Charlotte, for this. Uh, Willow. Willow, come here. Yes, Willow. Perfect. Woo! All right, Willow. Here is a bucket full of trash. Okay? Do you like it? Yeah? It can be kind of fun. You can use this as like a drum and use a can to like crack and make noise. That's fun, right? No? You're, oh, she's actually like interested. Ooh, look at that. Detergent? It's empty. Sorry. So anyways, here's a bucket full of trash, okay? Now, you can take this and don't, yeah, just hold it there. Now, you can't really do a whole lot with that, can you? You can kind of make some arts and crafts project out of it maybe, but, but that's trash, right? We're all agree that's trash. The bucket looks a little bit messy too. That's my uh, car wash bucket, so I'm going to need that back in a minute. But um, in this bucket, there's a bunch of trash, but in this bag, I have some treasures, some gifts. Now, you can have these, but you have to put it in the bucket, okay? You can have some of this stuff, all right? I got some cool things here, like a nice, beautiful coloring book, all right? That's pretty cool, right? It's a gift. You guys like gifts, coloring books? Chalk? That's, that's are fun, all right? Some sort of wonder dough. I don't know wonder what that is. Balloons? You like balloons? Some neon crayons? Ooh, these are gifts, right? Oh, squirt guns. There's four of you in the house, but there's only three squirt guns, so <laughs> have fun with that. 
Lisa and Eric have fun with that. And some really cool stick stickers with uh, big eyes, cats, and big eye dogs. So you can have all this, okay? But you got to put it in that bucket with, you know, you got to put it in that bucket to carry back to your seat. Can you do that? You can't take anything out yet. Oh. Uh, I don't know. You're thinking about it too much, right? Now, what if I told you that you can go and empty this trash out? Would that make it easier to carry that stuff? Yeah? All right. Austin, come here real quick. I'm going to let Austin do it, okay, so he can do it real quickly. Austin, can you go and empty this trash real quickly? It'll help me, too, because <laughs> my trash is overflowing at home. Uh, go ahead, really, real quick. Run back there. As he does that, this is a picture. This is a beautiful picture of, of Jesus emptying out our garbage in our life, like this bucket, which looks rough. It kind of represents us, right? Um, but he's emptying our trash out. Look at that. Look at the works of Jesus right there in the, in the, what we see in the book of Luke, in the gospel story. He empties our trash. He came to save the lost. Thank you. Not to condemn us. He's not like, hey, you guys are a bunch of trash. Jesus doesn't say that. But he does save us from our trash so that we don't have to live a life of, full of trash. Now this bucket's empty. Okay, that's pretty good. It's better than a bucket of trash. An empty bucket is more useful. But what if we filled this bucket with gifts? Fill it up. There we go. That's much easier. Woo, look at that. Now you got a bucket full of gifts. Go ahead, take it back to your seat. Enjoy the gifts. Take them back. Share with your brothers or not. The bag? Oh, yeah, she can have the bag. We'll work it out later. I need the bucket back, though. That's me. (laughs) All right, so that is a simple picture of what Jesus came to do. We see it in the gospel where he came to empty us out. But then he, he tells us to, he fills us with something, the gifts, the Holy Spirit. It's a gift. You can, you can okay, she's going to bring the bucket back to me. Now I'm empty. Now I need the Holy Spirit. Thank you. All right. She's good. <laughs> it's got receipt, receipt in it, so if you need it. That's all I could find at Dollar General at 10 p.m. last night. <laughs> so, thank you. All right, so that's a very simple illustration there of what it means to, to repent all right? Repent and believe. Repent. He empties us out. Believing in him, he fills us with his spirit. And so in this uh, season that we're going into, I really believe that Maranatha is ready. You guys are ready. Personally, our church is ready for a season of refreshing, a season of refreshing. And so during this season, this book of uh, Acts that we're going to do in the summer, I feel like there's going to be a lot of refreshing that happens. But before we get there, before we go to the part two of the refreshing, we've got to deal with the part one. We've got to deal with some of the, the trash. I'm really happy that Pastor Brian mentioned that about Romans, that we weren't even planning that, but uh, about the trash in our heart, the wickedness in our heart. Jesus came to do something about that. And so I want to just take a quick second right now and just ask that, that we would just be emptied right now of anything that's of us that doesn't need to be there, any sin anything in our heart that just is wicked. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that what you did on the cross, the works of the cross, what a beautiful act of sacrifice, Jesus, that we sing about, and that you made a way for us, Lord, to be emptied out of ourselves but, and, and be filled with something way better than ourselves, be filled with you. So we thank you, Jesus, for that. All right, let's keep going here. A couple little more teachings, and then we're going to get really to the, the heart of it. And then we're going to have a time of prayer here at the end. But before we get there, let me tell you about the Holy Spirit and what he does. Throughout the scriptures, we see the Holy Spirit, not just in Acts 2, but we see the Holy Spirit throughout the scripture. And the Holy Spirit illuminates. The Holy Spirit reveals. We see the Holy Spirit in Genesis 1, 
1, 2, and 3, we see that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit is hovering over the, the waters, the darkness of the seas, and he, and he, and he reveals lights. He says, the world needs light. Let there be light. The breath of God is being breathed into the Holy Spirit. The, the breath, the Ruach, is being breathed into humanity in Genesis 2. We see that. We also see in the beginning of Luke, we see that when, when Jesus is born as a baby, even before that, we see that as Jesus and as Mary and uh, Elizabeth were, were together, they were pregnant with Jesus and John the Baptist. John the Baptist leaped in his mother's womb because he was near the, uh, Jesus, the, the Spirit got a hold of him. And so then we see uh, in Luke 2, we see this man named Simeon who's waiting, and he's holding the baby Jesus in the temple, and he's saying, the Spirit has revealed this to me that this moment will come, that this Jesus will be a light to the Gentiles. He, then we see in Acts 2, which, which we just read, that the Spirit fills the believers, and there's, there's uh, light, there's fire. Every time it seems like you see you see a lot of uh, of light illumination when the spirit is revealed to uh, to his to people, and then in Revelation twenty one we see that the spirit reveals to John, who's the author of, of the Gospel of John. He reveals to John what's going to happen. This new creation is happening. So in Acts two, there's a lot of similarities between Acts two and Genesis one, the creation account, and then in Acts two there's this beginning of this new creation. And it's both by this agent, this Holy Spirit, who's doing this work, this revelation in uh, humanity. So that was a lot there. That's what I'm saying about podcasts. We'll probably, we'll probably break some of these things down. Uh, so what's the point? <laughs> what is the point of Jesus' believers to be filled with the Spirit? What's the point? There's a lot, of, there's a lot to this. And I think, you know, I, I said it earlier that the, the main point is that Jesus fills his believers so that they can continue doing what Jesus did while he was in the, on this earth, that the Holy Spirit gives them that power like in Acts 1.8. Yes, that's, I would probably say that's the, the main point, but there's this other point that I want to just to, to look at real quickly about this, is that the point of Jesus filling his disciples with the Spirit, another point is for revelation. It's for revealing what's, what, what has happened in this story. It's what's to come in this story that we live in. But the Holy Spirit is there for revelation. In Isaiah 11, we see uh, Isaiah 11, 2 and 3, it says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Talking a prophetic word about Jesus. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees his eyes or decide what he... he okay, we can skip that part there. And then in Ephesians 1, 17... We see that the spirit, again, of revelation, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Man, how exciting is this, that the, that the spirit of revelation fills us so that we can know Christ better. We can worship him better. He reveals things to us as we read the word. He illuminates passages in the scriptures. Have you ever been there in that, in that moment? As you're reading and the Holy Spirit's like, right there, take a hold of that. Boom. It's like, man, this is amazing. It's the Holy Spirit inside of us revealing things about Jesus. The Spirit's always pointing us to Jesus, revealing more to us through his word, through the Spirit, about who Jesus is. So before Jesus had left, the Holy Spirit was teaching us through Jesus, the Holy Spirit was teaching us about the Holy Spirit. And so we see that Jesus taught on the Spirit 
And he tell, tells us that the spirit is of truth. You can go to that next, um, about the spirit of truth in John 14. So Jesus gives us all this teaching about the Holy Spirit. He says he's the spirit of truth. He also tells us he's the spirit, that is the counselor. The spirit testifies through us. This is Jesus sharing with his disciples before he even left. The spirit guides us into all truth. If you want Jesus to teach you about the Holy Spirit, go read John 14, 15, 16, 17. You'll see Jesus' teaching on the Holy Spirit. And so all these things, truth, counselor, testifying, guide, this is all revelation, right? Truth is very revealing. We want truth. We want the Spirit to reveal truth to us. When, the Spirit, when we receive the Holy Spirit, he's there to reveal all truth to us. The counselor, you ever been in one of those moments with a counselor where you're talking with them, and the counselor says something to you and reveals something about yourself that you never saw, and you're like, oh, what a revelation, <laughs> right? It was there the whole time, but you needed a counselor to share that with you so that you could capture that as well, and that revelation, what does that do? It's freeing, isn't it? Revelation is very freeing. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. When the Spirit comes upon us and reveals to us, it's freeing, right? Even if it's a bucket of trash, hey, there's some trash in your life, right? He's not doing it to condemn us and saying, there's trash in your life. Hey, there's trash in your life. There's, there could be something better. That's revealing. Oh, I didn't see the trash. I was just carrying a bucket around. I thought it was cool. So he reveals things to us. And now in Acts 2, when he fills his disciples, we become now this agents of revelation, that we have the Spirit within us, that we can do this. And so two more things here about revelation, about the Spirit revealing. What does he reveal to us? Here's what he reveals to us. The Spirit reveals to us that we, one, belong to God. The Spirit's revealing that to us. We belong to God. Two, the Spirit reveals that we are witnesses of the gospel. So in, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians, or I think I have Ephesians 1 first there, Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, it says, and, at, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. And then in 2 Corinthians 1, 22, another same thing here, he set his seal of ownership on us, the Holy Spirit and his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing uh, what is to come. This is so assuring to me as a believer that I know that the spirit is there inside of me, and he's guaranteeing that when I die, that I will be once again, eventually at the day of the Lord, the resurrection, I will be there, and he will resurrect me to full glory. The, the, The spirit inside of us right now assures us of that. He says, hey, I've paid, Jesus has paid the price for you, and here's the deposit, and it's going to be completed. Do you feel that? Do you feel that, 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 that covenant that he's made with us, the Holy Spirit's given to us? There's an assurance that comes with that, that we belong to God. We belong to him. And so this deposit reminds us, even when the enemy comes and tries to distract us, there's that deposit inside of us that reminds us that I'm God's and I'm paid for by him. Even if the enemy tries to get at us, we, have, we can go back to that deposit and, and, hey, look, Jesus already signed this check here, okay? He's given it to me, all right? I'm good. So we belong to God, and then also the Spirit reveals to us over and over. This isn't just like a one-time thing. We need to be reminded that we belong to God because there's a lot of things that get us away or distract us away from, oh, wait, where do I belong? Who am I? Spirit's inside of us saying, you belong to God. Don't forget that. Oh, yes, and it's very centering. 
It pulls us back to that center. So then it also reveals, like I said, to be witnesses of the gospel. Acts 1.8, that you will receive power to be witnesses, to go into all the world. So the Spirit reveals those two things to us. Um, here's a, here's, here's, so two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, Pastor Brian and I and, and Carrie, we uh, went to visit Betty um, on Mother's Day. And we got a text that says, hey, you know, we need to, we need to come and, and be there. And we wanted to be there in that moment. And so as we went in there, uh, Pastor Brian was sharing with us that he, Pastor Brian and Carrie spent a lot of time with Betty in the last few uh, weeks and months. And every time they were with her, she would always be so assured that the Spirit has, has her, that she belonged to God. She was, she was excited. She was, she was thrilled. She was happy. Even in the midst of such tragic bad news, she, know, she held on to the good news inside of her that I, there's a deposit in me guaranteeing my inheritance of salvation. And she could smile. And so as we visited her, um, I was there for, for her last breath um, in that room. And it was such a peaceful moment. Um, very sad, obviously. But we uh, felt such peace in that moment because the Spirit was there. And we, we, we saw this moment that was, uh, if you've ever been a part of one of those moments, it's, it's very unique when, when heaven touches earth in a very unique moment. And at that moment, um, Pat was saying, you know, we should be singing hallelujah. We should be singing hallelujah in this moment. But there's tears as we were saying that. There's, we should be singing hallelujah. And then Pastor Brian said, Pat, it, it will come. It will come. And such a prophetic, revealing moment in the midst of death and tragedy, there was a phrase like that, that the, the, the hallelujah will come. And I was thinking of Revelation 19, when the Lord returns and we're all singing together, hallelujah. We're singing together, hallelujah. The Spirit reveals that to us in Revelation 19, that there will be a day when we're all together once again, those who have been filled with his his spirit, those are waiting for salvation, waiting to be resurrected from the dead, that we will all be together at the day of the Lord singing hallelujah. But even now, while we're here in this planet that's full of trash and terrible things, we can still be singing hallelujah right now in the midst of death all around us. We live in a world that's full of death. And we as believers filled with the Holy Spirit can be singing hallelujah. What a testimony that is. We sang this morning, I raise a hallelujah. And I remember singing that song in this very building with a packed out room on the day after Eli died. We were singing that together and we were crying out in desperation. We'll raise a hallelujah in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the mystery. We didn't know what was happening. Such tragedy came upon our group. We didn't know. We were just like, what do we do here now, God? It's a mystery. It's tragic, but we're going to raise a hallelujah. And we continue to raise a hallelujah continue to raise a hallelujah in the middle of the tragedy and the pain and the suffering that we live here on this earth. We're going to continue to raise a hallelujah. Why? Because the Spirit of God reveals it to us that we're singing hallelujah. And when we sing hallelujah, we're connecting to the age to come. We're connecting to eternity. What a powerful moment that is, right? When we can sing that in this tragic world that we live in. The Spirit guarantees us that we belong to God. We belong to something more. And we are witnesses of the gospel. So keep on singing hallelujah. This is our Maranatha cry. This is our Maranatha spirit. Lord, come. You've come. In the book of Luke, Jesus came. Maranatha, the Lord has come. Book of Acts, 
Maranatha, the Lord has come. The Spirit has come. Revelation, the Lord will come. Maranatha, come, Lord. It's a crying out, come, Lord. Revelation 22, 17 says, The Spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life, the Holy Spirit, come. Receive it. Right now, the water of life, you can receive it right now. You don't have to wait. There will be a, a moment when we, were, when we all drink together forever. But you can have a taste right now of the water of life that we read about in Revelation. Isn't that exciting? Right now, come drink of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit constantly is reminding us in this world that we belong to God. It's fresh revelation. We pray for fresh revelation the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come because we need fresh revelation constantly. Why? Because we constantly pick up trash back up. <laughs> oh, my bucket's empty. I got a couple gifts in the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm going to pick up some trash too. Why? <laughs> no, we need fresh, fresh revelation to show us that the trash is trash. We don't need it. We need the revelation to say we belong to something greater. We belong to God. And we need that fresh revelation to say we're witnesses of this goodness of God. All right. Yeah, here we go. Come on. (laughs) So the big reveal happens in Acts 2. The big reveal happens. And I'm going to reveal this right now. This is very revealing to us. What's underneath here can be very revealing. Some might like it. Some might not like it. But when we, you might know what it is. Anybody have any ideas? It's the Holy Spirit. It's under here. (laughs) It's like the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) Anybody want to? Okay. Oh, who said it? Yes, hopefully it doesn't fall. Oh, it's a mirror. Oh, you. You are what God wants to use to transform the earth. You like that? Ooh, look at that. Oh, sorry, that's bright. Was that ship that all the mirrors on it, and they used the ship to mirror the sun, and the sun burst? Anybody? I forget the name of it. All right. All right, so this is, listen, this big reveal, this, this mirror, it's not, very, it's not very cool, but, you know, when you look at it, you look at it, I mean, when was the last time we looked at ourselves in a mirror at church, maybe in the bathroom, but, like, at the altar, when you look at it, what do you see? Do you see, this might sound harsh, trash inside your heart? Or when you look at it, do you see the Spirit of God living inside of you? And you're like, wow, that person that I'm looking at, that person belongs to God. Beautiful. You look at it, wow, that person is a witness for God. Purpose. Beautiful, purposeful. What do you see when you look at this? I'm going to leave this up here so, <laughs> so you can come and look at it. And, I, and, I, and, I, and maybe you need to pray first before you look in it. Pray that there will be some emptying out and that the Lord fill you with his Holy Spirit. And then you look at the mirror and say, wow, I don't see myself anymore. Aren't you sometimes tired of yourself? I don't know if you need fresh revelation to know that you're you know, tired of some of the things in your life. <laughs> tired of yourself? The Holy Spirit wants to fill you with something other than you. God. <laughs> so, last story. Whew, all right. Last part here. I, a couple years ago, you know, just one of these moments in my life, you look at the mirror and, you know, you just... You don't really, you're like, who is this person? You know, feeling empty. Just kind of one of those seasons I was in a couple years ago. 
feeling like I needed the Lord just to move in my life, just to give me fresh revelation. I just needed one of those, those moments in my life. And so there was a guy named Corey Russell who came to Jack's Hop a couple years ago. Remember that night? And man, it was powerful. If you don't know who Corey Russell is, I mean, he's, you think I'm screaming right now. He's like, in your face the whole time. And it's like, oh, you know, you just get blown away. And so he was preaching on Acts 2 at Jack's Hop downtown, preaching about Acts 2. You're like, yes, Lord. It was one of those moments I was like, this is what I need. I need this. Yes, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. This is what I need. I need you to touch my life right now in this moment, in this, in this night. And so Corey Russell, at the end of his message, he's preaching. He's like, all right, if you need prayer, come into the, you know, walk into, it was kind of a small building. Get out of your seat and just go to the aisle and I'll, I'll come and find you. I'll pray for you. And there's not enough people there. There's a lot of people there, but he could pray for everybody that night. And so I was like, all right, yes, Corey Russell, going to pray for me. This is going to be powerful. This is exactly what I need. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. So I positioned myself perfectly in the aisle right there. I'm like, I'm ready. He sees me. He knows I need prayer. Come on, Lord. Come on. I'm like, I have one eye open looking at everybody that's getting touched by Corey Russell. And they're like, oh, crying. Like, this is amazing. I'm like, oh, this is coming. And he's making his way around the room. He's getting closer. I'm like, he's coming. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Corey Russell comes and pushes me ugh, to get to somebody else. And I'm like, what? Like, I was positioned perfectly. And he just pushed me out of the way to get to somebody else. And I'm like, come on, Lord. I was like, come on, Lord, come on, Lord. That happened. Come on, Lord. Like, what was that about? And then after it all ended, I didn't get prayer that night from him. And everyone's talking about it. Oh, such a good night. Oh, my gosh. You know, God really spoke to me that night. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. (laughs) So that week went on. And um, it was after that, it was in a moment. And I'm going to share something (laughs) real, real, this is a real intimate moment in my life. And I'm going to play a song here that uh, I, I listen to a lot of music, and the Lord speaks to me through music a lot. And this isn't, a, um, you know, this isn't necessarily a worship song, but you might feel like it's a worship song when you hear it. And so I was listening to this song in my car, and as I was listening to it, um, it just felt like the words of Jesus speaking to me, saying, hey, I know that you need some rest. I know that you need rest in your life. I know that you need change in your life. I'm here for you. This is kind of what it's saying. And I know that the writers, I don't think, were thinking of Jesus, but I don't know if they knew exactly what they are writing at the moment. You know, I know you need some rest, you know. And then there's this moment where this robotic voice in the song starts saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. And it was in that moment in my car, I felt like the Lord was like, come to me, come on. Like, it's great. We have people praying for us, and we're going to do that in a minute. We're going to have a, we have a prayer team of people who can pray for you, and that's needed. And I'm not saying that's not needed because there's many moments in my life that the Lord has used somebody else to pray for me, and it was fresh revelation. The Spirit was there. Boom. But in that season, in that moment, for whatever reason, God was like, come on to me. Just come straight to me. Maybe in that moment, I had too much idols for, for, for someone else, for a man. You know, God's like, just come straight to me right now. Come on come on, come on. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> and it was in that moment in the car when I was just shaking because the Lord got a hold of me in that moment. And so we're going to p- play this song, and it's a little upbeat. So kids, if you want to, you know, if you want to help and uh, sing along and dance, it's, it's called uh, Lose Yourself to Dance. Lose Yourself. And so you might need to do that. If you feel like there's a, the Spirit wants to get you to dance a little bit, just lose yourself, lose yourself to his movements, to the Spirit's dance in you. So go ahead and play that song, Brad, and then Kayla, you can come on up.
Revelation 22, 17 again. Just come on. The spirit and the bride say come. He's asking you to come on to him. Come on, come on. Just come to me. Come to me, those who are weary and burdened. Matthew 11. Come to me, those who are weary, burdened, need some rest. Take upon my yoke. Learn from me. Jesus is saying, learn from me. How do we do that? There's his Holy Spirit he's giving us to us. Come on. And so if you need prayer tonight, maybe it's for a few things. Maybe it's a prayer of of just repentance. Just come to him. He's got an answer for that. Maybe it's a prayer to be filled with his spirit. Just need that, the gift of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Or just prayer for fresh revelation, reassurance that you belong to God. you have purpose as to be a witness for the good news. So if you're part of the uh, the prayer team, if you would come on up. And um, if you want prayer from somebody, you can come and see somebody that's here. Or if you just need to come to the altar and just say, hey, I just want to go right, right to the Lord. Just come to the Lord. So I'm going to pray right now, and as I pray, you can come on up. So, Lord, we thank you, Jesus, once again, that you speak. You speak in uh, your word. Sometimes you speak in unique ways, like to me in that song. Thank you, Lord, that you know each one of us intimately. You know how to get a hold of us perfectly. Maybe through me, it's through a, a Daft Punk song for some reason. Maybe through somebody else, it's just right now in this moment, you're getting a hold of them. Now that when you speak, all, all of us, you speak through your son, Jesus, you speak to us through your word, every one of us. So Lord, right now, as we look to you, we just pray if there's anything in our hearts that needs to be repented of, we do that. Any trash we need to get rid of, we do that. We want to be filled right now with your spirit. We want to have reassurance in our life. Maybe some of us are dealing with fear, anxiety, that we don't, we're not sure what's going on, but we just need reassurance that your spirit is reminding us that we belong to God. We are children of God. 
So right now, would you come in Jesus' name?